Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bearer of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. We are probably one of the last generations of Homo sapiens, because in the coming generations, we will learn how to engineer bodies and brains and minds. Now, how exactly will the future masters of the planet look like? This will be decided by the people who own the data. Now, why is data so important? It's important because we've reached the point when we can hack not just computers, we can hack human beings and other organisms. Now, what do you need in order to hack a human being? You need two things. You need a lot of computing power, and you need a lot of data, especially biometric data. But control of data might enable human elites to do something even more radical than just build digital dictatorships. By hacking organisms, elites may gain the power to re-engineer the future of life itself. Because once you can hack something, you can usually also engineer it. All of life, for four billion years, dinosaurs, amoebas, tomatoes, humans, all of life was subject to the laws of natural selection and to the laws of organic biochemistry. But this is now about to change. Science is replacing evolution by natural selection with evolution by intelligent design. Not the intelligent design of some god above the clouds, but our intelligent design and the intelligent design of our clouds, the IBM cloud, the Microsoft cloud, these are the new driving forces of evolution. And at the same time, science may enable life, after being confined to, for four billion years to the limited realm of organic compounds, science may ena enable life to break out into the inorganic realm. All right. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh, and welcome to the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose. That's Vince Tagliavia over there. And uh, this is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy. And as you have seen right there with uh, Noah Yaval Noah Harari, it is a conspiracy. It is a conspiracy because he, he mentions something very, very interesting in there, doesn't he? He says the, ma the, the masters of this new world. He, he even says this in, in this whole stream of this. He talks about the elites controlling this technology. Isn't yes. this crazy, right? They really, truly want to own the world. Well, I think that they reason. already do own the world in a certain respect. Yeah. I wonder, though, why do they have this um, view of themselves to where they get to be the ones? Well, because it. they have the money. They it's have the resources. I, they have the power. It's like I called it first. Yeah. Yeah. They're, uh, yeah. That's exactly. Well, let's listen to a little bit more of what these elites have to say. I, I got another video here. This is a doozy. This one just came out. Let's listen to this. We are going to become gods. Period. If you don't like it, get off. You don't have to contribute. You don't have to participate. But if you're going to interfere with me becoming God, 
going to have big trouble. Then we'll have warfare. The only way you can prevent me in this, in this 50 or is to kill me. If you kill me, I'll kill you. We are really acquiring divine powers of creation and destruction. We are really upgrading humans into gods. We are acquiring, for instance, the, the power to re-engineer life. We are going... All right. They want to be gods, and they told us, if you get in our way, we will kill you. And I don't think yeah, that this literally. could be any clearer. Any clearer. My God. And he's a transhumanist. I don't know who he is specifically, but he's a transhumanist. So tonight's episode for this, jo everybody joining in, is Cyber Warfare and Deception Point. And there's a reason why. We had a lot of uh, epiphanies <laughs> last night's show. It was a good show yeah. last night. We, we, um, we, we pearl strung a lot of stuff together and we're like, whoa. And I, I actually had to go out and immediately put out that article about the, uh, the connection that we had made. And for anybody wondering what that article was, um, that's not the one article I was looking for. This is the article I'm looking for. It's uh, breaking to the Ukraine interior minister leaked a corruption scandal. Over a dozen Ukraine officials resigned over corruption scandal using the U.S. and Western aid funds for personal wealth is the death of the Ukraine interior minister, minister connected. And I would say just with what we have, this is an absolute yes. This is uh, Dens Monastrisky. He, um, his helicopter crashed in a residential suburb of Kiev. Uh, resulting in the death of him, uh, ministry leadership, entire helicopter crew, and a child on the ground. Now, I, I say in here that the first thing that you'd have to do, if you want to, like, why would why would this happen, right? So, okay. um, if you were a high-level cabinet member in Ukraine and you would be privy to massive amounts of information, what if you had this inside information on how the U.S. and Western aid fund funds were being used. You noticed that they were being embezzled of personal accounts and other Ukrainian government officials and even some oligarchs. What would you do? The first thing I would do is make a backup of this information and attach it to a kill switch, especially if this information was critical. After this, I would analyze my strategy. If I was a morally just man, I would seek to expose this criminal activity and take it to the heads of the Ukrainian government for investigation. If I was a power-seeking man, I would leverage this information for more power and wealth for myself. Whatever type of man Ukraine's interior minister was, it was less than a week later that we see the potential, or we see potentially what happened uh, or what he actually knew. So on, on January 24th, the Ukrainian government confirmed the resignation of multiple high-ranking officials due to large-scale corruption allegations. And it was only on the January 18th, so six days before this, that this helicopter crashed with the highest-ranking Ukrainian uh, member of government who's died thus far. And it was interesting, and, and I point this out, that every time that we've seen something occur in or around Ukraine, it's always blamed on the Russians. Ukraine is always like, Russia did it. The, the missile that landed in Poland killing the child or yeah. killing the two people on the ground, the Nord Stream pipeline, every single one of these was blamed on Russia. And we've even seen them set up false flag. But this one wasn't. And I find that incredibly interesting that this one, this specific one, wasn't blamed on Russia. And you got to wonder, that, oh, it was just an accident. A helicopter goes down in a rural neighborhood in Kiev, and this is just an accident? Right, like, pretty routine I, flight. Yeah, pretty routine. Sounds like something more is going on here. So I, I put that out last night right after the show because I think that was a really big revelation. But there was more revelations. One of the things that I talked about uh, specifically was um, 
the New York Stock Exchange. And I said, could this be kind of algorithmic traders, right? Moving, like there was a, an algo trader out there and who made a mistake. Well, guess what? I found some information that actually shows that that could never have been the case. That it just can't be. That that, that cannot be what actually happened. And so if I can actually find this, there we go. And this is, uh, uh, someone sent this to me on t- uh, Twitter and, and I, I saw it. And this is from Ivy Harlights. He says, if you guys were in the chat earlier, you might've seen me posting these charts in real time as this was occurring this afternoon. This he's talking about the New York Stock Exchange. Let me explain the significance of all of this. All these exchanges are in different parts of the world in different time zones and different trading hours. And to see all of these aberrations occurring simultaneously, in all three different parts of the world, there's almost a mathematical impossibility, impossi- unless it was a coordinated operation or attack. I hope you understand the impact of what I'm telling you. You need, you need extraordinary capabilities to perform such a feat on all these world markets at once. So if you have any doubt whether or not anything is happening, you better reread this post again uh, until you get it. And he shows the charts here. Now, we had already been talking about the cyber events that were going on. And so I'm making the connection. We had the NOTAM system, United States, then Canada. We had the power outage in, in uh, Pakistan. Okay. We have uh, the, the over 158 food processing, manufacturing, and distribution centers that have had fires throughout the United States. We have had multiple different energy plants have fires just completely unsuspected. Nobody knows why they're happening. And I was calling these out as cyber attacks. Well, when I'm looking at what happened with the New York Stock Exchange yesterday, I'm gonna go around the same line. This was a cyber attack. Hmm. And, and basically what they did is they manipulated the algorithms in these various different places to dump the price of very, very high level profile um, um, stocks. Now, this also coincides directly, obviously, with the Hindenburg Resource Group that is coming out with a damaging report to multiple Fortune 500 companies, okay? We're, we're not denying that. And I don't think it's a coincidence. But I believe that whoever's perpetuating these cyber attacks, that this person, this group, this entity, is globalist deep state. And what they are doing is they are probing vulnerabilities within the system. They are showing people, giving them a taste of what they're going to do all at the same time, which I call the Firestorm event, the jackpot, whatever you want. Um, and I think I was listening to the, the Glenn Beck earlier, or I was listening to somebody earlier, and they were discussing how, uh, oh, no, actually it was, uh, what, what was it? Anyways, I was talking to somebody, and they were telling me some information from somebody they knew. Uh, oh, it was on the radio. It was on the Dark Delight show. And it was one of the callers, uh, I believe his name was Eric, that called in. And he was telling about how he has a buddy who's high level in um, the, the department, I think the Department of Treasury. And okay. he was talking to him about what's coming, the financial collapse. And he said that it's going to collapse overnight. It's going to be a large scale cyber attack. It's going to collapse overnight. Um, he said that banks are going to shut down. You're not going to be able to pull out money. And he goes, you better have cash on hand. He goes, the internet's going to go down. Wow. And he said, when the internet comes back up, there will be a prompt on everybody's Google search engine screen. And you will have to log in to identify yourself to use the internet. What? Yeah. With like what? Two forms of ID and a sample of blood? <laughs> Uh, probably just biometric information, right? 
Probably. So, I'm not doing that. Well, right. Nobody wants to do that. I won't. So there, there's more going on here than really meets the eyes. Um, and I have more on this. I just, I'm lost in my, uh, in everything. That, oh, there you go. I was talking about this. I, it was a Twitter post I put out there. With the uh, the events over the last few weeks, the last year, I strongly suggest everyone take precautions for a major cyber event coming soon. We're seeing vulnerability probes accessing various systems and covered up. Now, why would they cover these up? Well, number one reason why your government would cover these things up, especially with no TAMs or the energy grid or the New York Stock Exchange, is because they don't want to put people into perpetual fear or panic. They don't want people to panic, but they most likely know that these are cyber attacks and they probably know that these are actually going on. Now, what's interesting is, you know, the World Economic Forum had something known as Cyber Polygon, right? Oh, yeah. And so they had Cyber Polygon, which was in 2021 in the summer. And pretty interesting if you want to, if we want to just go ahead, I'll, I'll just play this. This is just a short video with Klaus. <laughs> I would like to state again how essential it is to seize the high number of leaders that join the cyber polygons this year. Addressing cyber threats and securing common digital future are within priorities of every government and company. We are gathering online to talk about the opportunities and challenges that technological progress brings. Technology is always faster and makes us more capable than we were. Cyber Polygon events are always a fantastic opportunity to take stock of the global threat landscape we face, both across the public and the private sector. Children and young people have been using the online world to greater and greater extent. They are our future, they are our generation, and we need to look after them. Okay, so... That, that, that's like an overview of Cyber Polygon and what they were doing. And they were running real-world situations. Now, what's interesting, I find, is that we talked about this. Now we're on the brink of a poly-crisis. So you have Cyber Polygon. Now we're on the brink of a poly-crisis. And this goes to the global risk report that the um, World Economic Forum put out. And what's interesting, as I find, is cost of living crisis, economic downtown, economic warfare, climate, action hiatus, and solar, uh, po social polarization. So you do have five parts of this, right? Uh, poly means multi-sided, many-sided, but um, they are telling us exactly what is going to happen and how it's going to happen. And this is a warning. I mean, I, I really do believe that they're saying is, we're, we're not going to back down. We're going to move forth with our agenda. You're not going to get in our way or we will kill you. Right? And we will control yeah. those naysayers and dissenters and get out of our way. We're going to become gods. This is what they want. This is what they're doing. And they're telling us so. exactly how they're going to hijack the world. Absolute craziness, dude. It is. And, and you know... The disinformation is massive these days. So, you know, I want people to pay attention to the headlines, right? 
So Bank of America warns that the U.S. economy will begin to lose 175,000 jobs per month in quarter one of 2023. Expects a harder landing rather than a softer one. Here's why. Okay, well, that's interesting. But then look at Joe Biden. Two years ago this week, 18 million people were out of work needing unemployment benefits. Today, that number is under 1.6 million, the lowest in decades. Baloney. We know these are all manipulated numbers because the amount the amount of layoffs has been skyrocketing each month. Yeah, tens of thousands. Yep. So what we're in right now is this preparation, this this laying of the foundation of this this black swan event that they're they're planning. Yeah, except they call it a swan of color because black swan's too offensive. It's a swan of color. I'm serious. I think you're right, man. Um, I'm not looking forward to it, but they could pull the trigger per se. Mm-hmm. They're they're ramping up to it. Well, we'll and I'm expecting that we're going to see some type of. So right now, if if you look at the the global domain, right, you have all these small little cyber attacks, and these could be China, North Korea. These could be foreign actors. These could be the deep state, the globalists. Right. This could be a lot of yeah. different things. Um, but either way is what we can see is that it's actually happening. Now, we also know that there's rising tensions between Russia, the United States, China, Ukraine, and everything that's going on there. And Big so we, we are really close to World War III. And, and I hate to say it like that. Well, how about this? World War III has already begun. It, it's already oh, yeah. happening right now. It's just not kinetic. Well, it's not officially declared. Right. And kinetic by, it's not more widely kinetic than just Ukraine versus Russia uh, on the surface, what we can see. Well, we'll see it in a little while. The German uh, foreign minister declared war on Russia today. Uh, essentially, yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. <laughs> not good. So. Pretty much. A, a few things. I'll get the this stuff out of the way. If you guys noticed on our screens, we have uh, kind of a little bit different of a setup. Looks pretty good. I like it. If you guys like that, please go ahead and, and hit those like buttons and let us know that you guys do enjoy um, our, our new screens that we have out there. And then what I wanted to do is um, we, we've been kind of rebranding and redeveloping things and, and trying to get things kind of uh, modernized, I guess. And we typically do this every once in a while with our websites and with our brand and or brand, if you want to call it that, I don't like calling it a fucking brand, but with, with Red Pill Project. And so one of the things that we've done is we teamed up with Rise International, Rise Attire International, and uh, they went out and created some really cool friggin' merch for us. And I don't know why my browser page is not showing up correctly, which is weird. Oh, that's why. Let me go here. And there it is right there. Okay. And so if I bring this over, you can get to this website by going to redpills.tv slash merch. Merch. And you'll see my uh, my mug there. But then we got some, uh, we got some high quality tees. We got some uh, regular tees. We got some hoodies. This is my favorite. I'm, I'm getting this one right now on order. This is one of our hoodies. Um. But yeah, they did a really good job on all of this. You got the the puppet Joe Biden. Heck yeah. Right there. I, I love that one. And then you got strictly just, you know, everybody was asking us that we hadn't had any Red Pill merch. And so now we got some Red Pill merch. It is double-sided. 
So pretty cool there. But uh, And they are all double-sided. So you guys can find that at redpills.tv slash merch. Uh, but yeah, no, I was uh, pretty excited about that. It's, uh, you know, we've been working on it for a long time. I'm just finally glad that it's happening, right? Oh, yeah. It's great. Enjoy it. I like that design, too, for that hoodie. Yeah. Wow, I like it all. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Okay, let's move on here. And lighter colors, by the way. Right. Yeah, we kind of lightened up the website and stuff as well. So not all that doom and gloom. <laughs> but uh, U.S. stocks paired losses and finished flat with a rebound helped after the BOC signaled the end of the right rate hikes. Mm-hmm. It's Canada. That's, They're moving. That's right. Bank of Canada. U.S. stocks were a little char- changed after earlier losses paired Gradually through the session, the weakness initially stemmed from the tech sector after Microsoft's lackluster cloud unit guidance, which also initially weighed in on Amazon. Uh, Listen, the market is in fluctuation right now. The market is going to be incredibly volatile, um, especially what happened the other day with the New York Stock Exchange. They're not batting an eye. They put out the mainstream narrative of that somebody in charge of their systems fat fingered it and then it just goes away. They're not even talking about it beyond that. But just, this, this next thing is actually what I wanted to talk about. This was the article I was looking for. Um, this was a few days ago, and not many people were talking about it. And this is incredibly concerning. Check this out. Bank of America customers allegedly woke up to missing funds from their account. So customers have taken the social media to share their disbelief when they checked their accounts on January 18th due to an alleged outage impacting the systems of Bank America and Zelle. According to the Down Detector, claims of Zelle's outage increased drastically starting at 7 a.m. So I woke up to find hella Zelle deposits missing from my Bank of America account. When I called customer service, they said, due to an ex- extenuating circumstances, we cannot take your call. And the phone hung up. Uh, 700 outages had been reported. of the individuals had documented discrepancies uh, with transferring funds via Zelle, and 8% of the users are citing issues with accessing their Zelle account. Um, And so how cool Bank of America magically disappeared a large Zelle transaction that had already posted and I had used to pay bills. Now I'm extremely in debt in my checking and I can't get a hold of them. Unbelievable. Um, This is just the beginning. And I don't know if these people got any recourse, but this is just the beginning, Okay. We do everything in the sense of our money these days, typically online or virtually. And they push everybody to that way. Right. And they, and they push you to use that debit card online, save your credit card file, link your bank account, use Zelle or use Cash App or whatever it might be. There's going to come a time and very, very soon when those services won't be available and that it's going to be down to a trade and barter system. It's going to be down to gold and silver. It's going to be going down to how much cash you have how many bullets you have. And I do think that that is actually coming because I think that they have to have that high level of destabilization before they can transition the world. The world has to suffer before the world accepts world government, right? Yeah, it's going to be a lot of will work for food signs being written on cardboard, I think. Yep. I I agree with that. And, And here's another sign of this. Living standards have declined dramatically. 
Um, in recent years, thanks to inflation and continued control over people, uh, people, the media and rulers continue to put the blame everywhere except where it should be on them. A simple lie is one thing left that's allowing the masters ruling class to continue to control the slave class, and they are watching our standard of living decrease and laughing from the ivory towers of their enforcers and tax agents continue to steal their fellow human beings' wealth. Everyone knows the big egg problem, which is being chalked up to the bird flu. Just as Putin was responsible for the gas price and greedy meat processors caused beast prices to soar, but this is ridiculous. The price of eggs is up dramatically because the costs associated with making them available to consumers are up. The bottom line is undeniable. In a mere two years, many of the things you love, healthy food for your families, I'm not talking about all-carb diet they want us to adopt, has now doubled in price. The reality you see on the shelves of your local store, the grocery prices tell the truth that you are being pillaged. The fundamentals of household finances are even worse. Credit card balances are way up, savings is way down, and real income, which is adjusted for inflation, has been falling for, um, now for 21 months straight. Truly, it's a panic time, but people are so beaten down and exhausted that they are not panicking. Most people have acquiesced in exhaustion of the shock and awe to which they have been subjected. What do you think? Yeah, on, on the egg topic, I guess... Um... Apparently, Mike Adams is testing some feed from Tractor Supply that people mm. are alleging is causing their chickens not to lay eggs. Well, and that's good. I think that that's exactly what needs to happen. If people aren't eating the feed and um, they're allowing them to free range, well, firstly, let them free range. I mean, that's the smarter thing. But uh, I think that we should have people out there like Mike Adams, who owns a lab that can go out there and test these things to see what's actually in them. And that was one of the biggest concerns is that the feed was calling, causing these chickens not to lay eggs. Yeah. Wild. So is the government protecting Ray Epps during the Proud Boys trial and possibly manipulating footage to incriminate the Proud Boys? So this is the oh. Gateway Pundit has evidence, uh, evidence to warrant an investigation into the matter of protected sources released footage to the Gateway Pundit that was played in court during the Proud Boys trial. This video is confidential and part of a 14,000 hours of footage they don't want you to see. Um, below is a never-before-seen video that we witnessed firsthand played by the prosecution at the Proud Boys trial to incriminate the men. It was then sent to us by our source so we could share the public. The fuzzy glitch in the video literally covers Ray Epps making the first breach through a black fence. This is the fence of breach number two that the prosecution is blaming the Proud Boys for. Let's check this video out. And there's no audio here. convenient glitch, glitch right there and there's Ray Epps right there and this is the barrier right here gate number two that they're headed towards zoom in on the uh, in of the same video and they should circle it here in a second to show this breach I'm not seeing that he was the one that initiated the breach, but he's definitely in the front lines of the breach, which most likely is causing him to instigate it. But it's interesting how the video in, in modern day is actually glitching. Isn't that interesting? Are you muted? That is odd. I'm not sure what would cause that. 
I don't know. I mean, you got cell phones that have a higher video capacity than most security cameras these days. Apparently, dude, I don't know what is up with those potatoes they're putting up, but I don't believe it. Did they put this through a filter? They have to have crystal clear good video at the White House. They're not putting crappy cameras up. This is the U.S. federal government. You're telling me they they don't know what really happened? Baloney. They have satellite footage of the whole thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Two. Exactly. (laughs) And, uh, you know, this is, I love this. This is Attorney General Andrew Bailey in Missouri. In an effort to protect children, my office fired off another letter to the Columbia Public School Superintendent Yearwood, clarifying why uh, why CPS role in the adult-themed drag show um, for middle schoolers was so egregious. And uh, so this is Missouri fighting back. Uh, you have betrayed the trust and confidence of the parents who depend on you to educate their children. Your excuses and vice a commitment to the ideology that cares more about indoctrinate, uh, indoctrination than education. I call on any school official who knew or should have known uh, to that drag show was part of the presentation to immediately resign or be terminated. Take these steps immediately in order to demonstrate that you still care about the children who attend your schools. And I'm assuming that if they don't, that he's probably going to bring up some type of prosecution against them. Good. This is absurd stuff. And I'm glad people are stepping up. Yeah. Did you see this, um, this migrant attack that occurred in uh, the UK? Was it a knife attack? No, it was a machete attack and they hacked Uh, people. I ignored it. I sometimes those things I ignore. I don't like watching the gory stuff, but yeah, I heard about it. I've talked about this a little bit here of what happens when uh, society gets weak, right? Mm. And right now we have massive infiltration of this society. We have gang members, cartel members. We probably have um, militant members from various militant camps around the world coming over our southern border and implementing themselves in various U.S. cities. Oh, yeah. So with that, we know that they're going to plan to strike at some point in time in the near future. Excuse me. With that being said, what are we expecting to see? Well, think about this. Is Europe has been enduring this. Excuse me. Europe has been enduring this since the 90s. And this is Europe is experiencing a massive new migrant crisis, which no one seems to be acknowledging. Uh, around 330,000 people in 2022 crossed into Europe illegally, according to the front tax of the European Union's border agency. The largest number since the migrant crisis of 2015 to 2016 and a 64% increase since 2021. The figures do not include the 13 million refugees who fled Ukraine and entered the EU due to the conflict with Russia, 10 million of whom subsequently returned home. This is the second year running with a steep increase in the number of migrants crossing into Europe after a significant lull during the first year and the coronavirus pandemic, with most of them now entering the European Union through the Western Balkans. Almost 50% were from Syria, Afghanistan, Tunisia, with the number of Syrians doubling almost 95,000. So, and just the other day, we had attacks on um, some Christians. And what they did is, I think there were some Christians out there on the street, and uh, these radical um, immigrants, illegal immigrants in the UK, came up and started chopping them with machetes. No way. Dude. In the middle of the street. Oh, yeah. It, it, was, wow. it, it was gruesome. Um, but this is happening like every week in the UK. Now, think of what this does to the people, to the demeanor of the people, what, what it does to the morale of the people, how it induces a state of fear. People don't want to go outside. They don't trust their society anymore. And then they crime rates neighbor. begin to increase, right? Yeah. 
And so what I'm suspecting to happen is that most likely a war is going to break out at some point in time. And that war is going to cause the United States to go out there because we already know we have a compromised military who's vaccinated, who isn't doing too well. Um, they have, we're going, we've got the war of attrition going on right now. And the first thing that they will do is they'll call back all the veterans. If you served, you'll be called back. They don't care if you got knee or back injuries or whatever it might be. You'll get called back. The next thing they'll do after that is they'll implement a draft. And they're going to take all able-bodied men and women and send them overseas, which is only going to leave the weak and the vulnerable here. No offense to anybody out there, but it's going to leave a lot of weak and vulnerable people here. And that's when these people begin to attack. That's when they take to the streets and start hacking people up with machetes. They start going into home robberies in, in um, rural neighborhoods, breaking in and doing atrocious levels of crimes that you can't even conceive of right now. And that's when this anti-white agenda, this the CRT BLM agenda, picks up and becomes even more radicalized is when the strength in those communities leaves. And that's how you take down America. Lost for words, huh, Vince? Yeah, it's, it sucks because yeah. it's really possible. So yeah. we're just going to watch the beginning of this one, but this is a bombshell coming from Project Veritas. Um, this guy that you're going to be listening to talk here is Jordan Tristan Walker. He's the Pfizer Director of Research and Development, Strategic Operations and MRNA Scientific Planning. This is not just a low-level guy. Listen to what he says here in the opening lines of this uh, Project Veritas video. Pfizer ultimately is thinking about mutating COVID? Well, that is not what we say to the public. No. Don't tell anyone this, really. You got to publish your own title. You got to publish your own title. We're exploring, like, no, you know how the virus keeps mutating? Yeah. Well, one of the things we're exploring is, like, why don't we just mutate it ourselves so we can create undefeatably developed new vaccines, right? So we have to do that. If we're going to do that, though, there's a risk of, like, as you can imagine no one wants to be having a pharma company mutating viruses be like very controlled to make sure that this virus that you mutate doesn't create something like you know it goes everywhere something Which crazy is the way that the virus started and moving on to be honest like it's, it makes no sense that this virus popped out of nowhere like yeah i know meet jordan tristan walker all right a director so of research that was project development Veritas. strategic operations and that was them talking about pfizer and he goes on into this in the longer version of this of how their board, their board, their team was sitting together and the scientists were talking about mutating the coronavirus themselves, whether this is nefarious or not, doing this, mutating the virus themselves so they could stay ahead of the vaccine development. Yeah, so, he actually said that there's ongoing testing on monkeys right. to where they let the virus naturally mutate from monkey to monkey. and Directed evolution. Than- yeah, and they're changing the wordage. Exactly. What uh, Explain that a little. Well, so and the guy asked him, isn't this gain-of-function research? He goes, no, this is directed evolution. We can't use that word because we're not supposed to do gain-of-function on viruses. So it's directed evolution. And they're doing this on monkeys right now. And if you listen to it, he talks about how that their, their objective is to stay ahead of the market. So to basically create new strands in the laboratory that match strands that are going to mutate naturally, right? And that they produce the vaccines for them. Now, if you know anything about genetic mutations, 
if you know anything about, just a little bit about biology on a sense, right? If you have a natural mutation of a virus, there is a billion to the billionth power of probable formations that, that mutation can take. Okay? Mm-hmm. There is a better chance of a fully fueled Ford F-150 being created at the beginning of the universe with a human being inside, okay? With nothing else around it, okay? There's a better chance of that happening than Pfizer actually directing evolution of a mutation of an actual virus that's going to occur in nature. It's not going to happen. Here's yeah, the thing. that's just their cover-up story. That's right. And so he's, this guy is obviously stupid enough to believe that, or he's not leading on to what they're really talking about, is Pfizer is basically mutating viruses to release them so that, because he even says it, well, you don't want to create one that spreads all over the place. What do you mean? What what do you mean, dude? You you just said that you're just creating them for lab studies that develop new vaccines, but now you're talking about, well, we don't want to create them too strong to where they spread all around the world and create another pandemic. Huh, I wonder. And who owns the- What if all of the colds that go around have always been manufactured? There it is. Now you're starting to see the bigger picture is that what we got here is really what we got here really is manufactured illness and disease. Exactly what conspiracy theorists have been saying for decades about the pharmaceutical industry. Check this one out. Here you go. Does this sound familiar? What he did actually is he called in and said, I have new information because I'm a biological scientist that they are planning on releasing the Baxter vaccine made in the Ukraine that will be shipped to America. And it will, because it's one of the primary contracts, and it's going to contain lethal genes that will cause the death of millions. And uh, he asked uh, Truat on the air if he could get a uh, contact for a state's attorney. He was on his way to the Israeli embassy at the time, which was near the FBI offices in Los Angeles. And the uh, FBI surrounded him with literally an army with the active denial system, uh, microwave tank, you know, tanks, uh, robots, you know, they tasered him and everything. I mean, uh, they must have spent quite a bit of money and had deployed a tremendous number of people. You see the pictures there that are in the news articles. So this has the ring of truth. There's something going on here where we have whistleblowers coming out that are basically telling us, hey, they are going to release a, uh, they're not just satisfied with the virus mutating and recombining either becoming less or more lethal. They want to tweak it along to make sure that it's lethal enough they can declare martial law, which is what the government's pushing for. Because parallel with this, they want to have a bank holiday. They want to revalue the U.S. currency, and they want to switch over to the Amero note sometime in the next 6 to 12 months so that they can form the trade zone of North America. Our understanding is that the Amero is no longer, uh, that's actually defunct, and they're going with another kind of currency. They might. Whatever they're calling the currency they're going to go with, they're going to do a tremendous uh, devaluation of the U.S. dollar. What I have for my sources is that they're going to devalue it sometime in one of these ways. It could be this fall or winter, but they're getting ready to do that. uh, And uh, they want to have the cover, of course, of a plague occurring at the same time to quell the population because there's going to be a lot of resistance. So that was in 2009, and that was actually about the swine flu pandemic. Right. Okay. Oh. Yeah. This is not new. And, no. and look, and did you hear what he said? That they want to introduce a new currency, and she says, "Oh, well, that's actually defunct. They're trying to bring in a new one, CBDCs." 
Yeah. And a decade later, a decade later, almost exactly a decade later, we had coronavirus. You know, and uh, it's totally all making sense. Yeah. And, you know, I noticed a commonality between this story that Project Veritas broke today and the one that they broke last week. Mm -hmm. And it's that the last one that broke was the critical race theory one, right? And they said the same thing is this play on words is they say it's not critical race theory. We don't use that word, so it's not critical race theory. Right. They changed the definition the of words. Thing. Yeah, they changed the definition of words. We see this over and over again. We just saw it today with this other one uh, with the gate of function research they're doing. Yeah. Well, you know, there was there was talk last week. If you remember Diamond and Diamond and Silk, uh, Diamond passed away. And there's a lot of rumors circulating of what really happened. Um, I said was Diamond vaccinated and everybody everybody was accosting me like, you don't watch their show. They're not vaccinated. They've said they're not vaccinated. I'm saying just because they said they weren't vaccinated doesn't mean they weren't vaccinated. They could have easily have gotten vaccinated, especially since Donald Trump probably told them to. Right. I don't know. Um, but then at the funeral, Silk comes out on this rant and talks about died suddenly. She goes, I witnessed it myself with Diamond died suddenly. And it's like, wait, was Diamond vaccinated? And then there was rumor that no, no, she was a victim of shedding, a vaccine shedding. But let, let's hear what um, Dr. Stella Emanuel has to say about vaccine shedding here. Hey, America, Dr. Stella Emanuel here. I just want to make a short video to explain between the mRNA vaccine and the shedding so that to kind of get people's heart a little bit at rest. Um, what is this uh, COVID vaccine actually, especially the mRNA vaccine? mRNA is a molecule that takes information from your DNA to your RNA to produce proteins. It's like a code that comes from your DNA to your RNA and tells your RNA to produce proteins, which is the building block of all human beings. We're all built with proteins. So what they said with the vaccine is that they're going to introduce a code into your system, an mRNA that will code for the spike protein. Remember, it is a spike protein that causes the inflammation in COVID, the multi-system inflammation and the cytokinin storm in COVID that actually make people sick and die. It's a spike protein. So they now produce, put an mRNA in your body to produce the spike protein. There's an on switch. They don't know where it goes. They don't know. That's going to be another video. But remember that if this person that got the mRNA vaccine start producing these spike proteins and comes around you and they're shedding on you, remember that it is just shedding. You don't have your, you don't have mRNA coded into your system to produce spike protein. If you move away from that person, the shedding would stop. So even that's why people notice that when they get around people that are vaccinated, they have all kinds of symptoms where they move away from them. It stops. So people that are getting shedding should not feel like they're the same, like they took the code itself. And I'm going to be doing another short video about explaining exactly what the lies they said about the mRNA vaccine and how it causes in problems in our system. Okay. And that's Dr. Stella Emanuel right there discussing that. And she's kind of confirming what we've said and what we thought before is that when the mRNA vaccine is injected into you, it's encoded within a lipid nanoparticle. And it's that lipid, it's that lipid nano coating that, that basically it looks like a fat that allows the mRNA to be transferred into the cell to actually begin the process of creating the spike proteins. Um, I think Dr. Uh, Corey was saying that, yeah, that can shed off as well, but that thing actually degrades really, really fast in the body is that those things aren't very long lived in the body. 
And the spike protein is what generates from the body after it's encoded within DNA, and that's what's actually shedding. So she's basically saying is that it's, uh, yeah, you can have uh, you can have spike protein shedding, but you can't like have mRNA lipid nanoparticles shedding from one person to another. Right. So you're not going to be vaccinated because you were next to somebody who was vaccinated. Right. Uh, this was interesting. This is Kearns Crystal on, on Twitter, and I saw this, and I was like, uh, she says, please, please tell me this is satire. Are these people really this freaking ignorant? And this article is from IQFY.com. Um, don't know too much about them, but they have a wellness section. And it says, they knew. Why didn't the unvaccinated do more to warn us? <laughs> what? Yeah, and of course, it's written by an anonymous person. This right. could be written by anybody. This is like psyop to the max right here or just a really 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 low iq person yeah the unvaccinated knew what we didn't some of them said too little most said nothing at all a lot of blood is now on their hands as the world struggles to come to terms with the devastating effects of covid19 pandemic one question that continues to surface is why the unvaccinated didn't do more to warn us about the potential dangers of being injected well well uh, well 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 that's so poorly written while well intending citizens what yeah <laughs> while well intending citizens lined up they um, did the right thing and received their COVID-19 vaccinations now seemingly to do more harm than good their unvaccinated friends stood by and let them do it some of them said too little some of them said nothing at all even though they knew what we didn't our our blood is now on their hands this is I, this is this can't be satire but come on I don't know I think this is why God invented the middle finger though yeah, this is absolutely ridiculous. Um, doesn't seem to be like a high quality site, but still, um, if people are producing these articles and actually believing this shit, like we did episodes on this yelling and screaming and people called us conspiracy theorists. Yeah, and I know I bet a lot of people probably have similar experiences where they tell people even today yeah. about this stuff and they get the same thing of, you know, get away from me. Yeah. Weirdo. yeah, it's so sad, man. Yep, it Wild. is. Bill Gates warns Australia that brace itself for the next pandemic, which would be man-made and far more lethal than the coronavirus. Of course, I mean, he yeah. knows exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, he just got off the phone with Pfizer before he said that. Yeah, Pfizer, we got that new uh, <laughs> the new virus all mutated and ready to go yet? I'm about to give a speech. I just want to be as accurate as possible. Do you need more monkeys? You need more monkeys? I can send some over. <laughs> Gates said political leaders sh should forget their differences and work together to prepare for the next virus. He also reportedly claimed the next pandemic could be man-made and far more brutal than COVID. The Microsoft founder urged the improved international cooperation to prepare for the virus. Not potential, but prepare for the virus. A 67-year-old business magnet said we should keep the COVID-19 pandemic as an example of how nations would improve their response if everyone worked together. Compare the economic cost of being prepared for the next one um, to the cost of this one. Over $10 trillion economic loss. The businessman said that we were foolish not to have had the tools during the pandemic. He spoke about the practice and global capacity to be on standby for natural disasters or incidents such as fire and earthquakes. Moreover, he complimented Australia's policies and maintaining low infection rates before vaccines were offered to the public. Some of the things that stand out are that Australia and about seven other countries did population-scale diagnostics early on and had quarantine policies. That meant you kept the level of infection low in the first year when there were no vaccines. And what we actually find out from the statistics is that there were more COVID infections after 
the vaccine than there were before. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I wonder why. It's the vaccine, stupid. What, what is that movie? Uh, I Am Legend? It was the vaccine? Yes. I love that movie with the smart zombies. Yeah, I haven't seen oh. I, I like I saw it like when it came out. Oh, it's a good one, dude. Watch it. It's, it gets me every time. Um Yeah, and what happened to AIDS? You ever hear of anybody getting AIDS? No, Why Donald think about Trump this created stuff? the vaccine for AIDS, remember? What? Remember Donald Trump created the vaccine for AIDS? No. He was talking about it all of like twenty twenty in the summer. We got a vaccine in development for AIDS and we've cured AIDS. You don't remember this? Oh, I don't. They have a drug treatment right now that's cost effective, and Donald Trump signed an executive order to make it that um, for AIDS. That people basically no longer have AIDS. Look it up. I, I've never heard of anybody getting AIDS, but okay. Yeah, me either. Wild. And all AIDS is, is autoimmune deficiency syndrome, right? Yeah, it's just like, a broken down immune system. Yeah, it's just like getting an mRNA vaccination, or yeah. so called. Yeah, this is crazy. Critics say new FDA limits for lead in baby food don't go far enough to protect babies from neurodevelopmental damage. The U.S. FDA on Tuesday released a new draft guidance proposing limits on lead in processed baby foods, drawing praise from some critics, uh, but others who argued the voluntary limits don't go far enough. And let me ask you this. Why is there any lead in baby food? Well, you know, because when you're manufacturing, sometimes these things end up in the food and we have to put a limit because it's just the right thing to do. So you know what you're buying. That's what they'll say. If they're poisoning us. They're poisoning our babies, our children. They're poisoning us. Mm -hmm. And they're doing it on purpose. Why is, why is Pfizer making viruses in a lab and mutating them to develop a whole bunch of vaccines before that virus is ever mutated in nat naturally. And, and here's the thing with that, right? Is you systematically suppress the immune system throughout the life of the human being starting at infant, uh, an infant. You produce a massive amount of, uh, of biological problems. You are always there with the remedies and the solutions, which is a monthly fee that people have to pay. Um, and then you develop these viruses that, oh, well, you know, just so happens that the same virus that's going around that naturally mutated was the same one we created in the lab. And we have the vaccine for it already. Look at us, man. We're good. Because guess what? That's what they do with the flu vaccine. Yeah, I bet. I would believe it. Yeah. All right. The great food reset. Who's behind the plan to reengineer the global food supply? Um, you know, it's not necessarily who's behind it. But it's coming. Uh, the world's food supply is being re-engineered under the guise of fake food crisis, according to the journalist James Covert. Uh, from cricket powder dumplings and bug burgers to GMOs and glyphosate and bioreactors and designer microbes to nutrigenomics and 3D printed material, the future of food is shaping up to be radically different from anything you've eaten before. Uh, for food, Corbett noted, uh, uh, early... Uh, a week earlier on his Substack has been leveraged throughout human history as powerful tool of control, but it's not too late to start formulating your own plans for counteracting this agenda. Um, we're, we're actually doing this and he gets into the Rockefeller foundation. He's going to talk here about the Flexner report. He gets into Bill Gates, world economic forum, um, us aid, probably project, uh, codex elementaries, all these different things. But, at the end of the day, this has been a long, drawn-out conspiracy to hijack the food supply. And what I recommend everybody is, like, you know, every month have those heirloom seeds sent to your house or, like, 20, 30 bucks on Amazon. 
and make sure that they're really heirloom seeds and just start packing them away. And, you know, I just I just saw a 30-acre plot of land in Colorado, mm. Southern Colorado. That's in the middle of nowhere. It's desolate. But you know what? Knowing what I know about kind of how things work, I think I can heal that soil and grow some food in there or just produce greenhouses, right? So mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, like, I'm, I'm like thinking about it. Even though Colorado's a long, far away from Minnesota, but land everywhere else is so expensive. Damn. I just want to live in Alaska. So part of me is like, whatever, just let's do hey, it. Buddy in Alaska, anyway. message me. I have a buddy on LinkedIn who sh- caught the show last night. He's like, I've been meaning to watch your show, man. I love it. But he's in Alaska. I, I wish I could go to Alaska. That'd be fun. I want to go there. Red Pill, Alaska. Red Pill, Alaska. Let's see. Camping trip, Alaska. There we go. Well, I'll That's drive my... there. No, never mind. I'll meet you in Hawaii. There the you go. House uh, House Committee Chair calls for probe into $60 billion in fake COVID-19 unemployment claims. The House Ways and Means Committee Chairman uh, Jason Smith, Republican, is calling for an investigation to the historic theft of taxpayer dollars from COVID-era unemployment programs. After a report by the GAO, Government Accountability Office, found that as much as $60 billion may have been spent on fraudulent claims for unemployment insurance during the pandemic. Um, well, yeah. You want to know why? Because this was an embezzlement. This was stealing the wealth of the American people and redistributing it to nonprofits, organizations, corporations, and their own petty projects. Yeah. Yeah. When you hear Nancy Pelosi's family's businesses getting millions upon millions of dollars in COVID emergency relief funds, you multiply that times 435 plus another 100 members in Senate, plus all these government agencies that operate with inside of there, then all the corporations and nonprofits and NGOs are all connected to, $60 billion goes really fast. Yeah, yep. wild. Let me go into here. Uh, don't forget, guys, we do have the uh, Battle of the Streams going on. This is between Facebook and Pilled, D Live, and Rumble. Much appreciated for all the donations coming in. JCMC, triple zero seven, celebrating a 13 month substreak. Thank you so much, JCMC. Grismo7 donated three lemons. Thank you so much, Grismo. RMUAFC2 gifted a cookie. As always, thank you, gentlemen, for everything you do. Thank you so much, RMUAFC2. LED3 Ice Cream Steps to Nowhere, one lemon. Shannon1313, seven lemon. Uh, Steps to Nowhere, again, six lemons. Thank you, Steps to Nowhere. Shannon, LED. Charming Nicole, Steps to Nowhere, Lighttime, RM, and Vader369. Thank you so much. We got six lemons, one lemon, three, four lemons, another ice cream, and some shades. RPG also donated one diamond and a, a go America there. Bayonet donated one lemon. Charming Nicole, three lemons. Thank you so much, Bayonet and Charming Nicole. If Fig gifted a cookie, yeah, it's red and black. What y'all say, Doom, uh, Doomsday Clock. That's right. I was getting mm-hmm. hell for that last night. I had to send someone an article about that. Uh, thank you so much, Fig. Yeah. Shannon1313 donated three ice cream. Slumdog gifted a can. I'm buying that badass hoodie. Awesome. Thank you so much, Slumdog. JCMC00075 Lemons and Racing Ray42 gifted a can. Thank you guys for all those donations. Um, you guys are absolutely helping uh, keep the Red Pill Project alive. Um, moving on here, we got Trump is reinstated on Facebook and Instagram and basically says, I ain't fucking going over there. <laughs> did he say that well that, that's kind of what you know if summarization is like yeah they need me and i'm not going to go give it the, the time of day oh he's like yeah they'd like that wouldn't they yep. <laughs> uh, that's good for him and then in some other good news the justice department is being sued for ignoring freedom of information act requests for social media censorship collusion if twitter's releasing censorship demands from their end the federal government likely has evidence uh of of more that is not handing over 
Judicial Watch, a conservatives activist group, has filed the Freedom of Information Act lawsuit against the Department of Justice for records of communication between the FBI and social media companies about foreign influence in elections, including censorship in the Hunter Biden laptop story. Um, Judicial Watch filed a lawsuit after the FBI refused to respond to an FOIA request set in August. The activist group wanted all communications between FBI and social media companies about foreign actors allegedly spreading misinformation related to the election and all communications regarding Hunter Biden's laptop. In October 2020, the New York Post reported that the contents of the laptop Hunter Biden abandoned at a repair shop in Delaware. The laptop contained evidence to support the idea of the Biden family corruption, which has later been... Um, verified. Elon Musk started dropping this. And Judicial Watch is basically coming out there and saying, hey, if Twitter has these internal documents, where's the DOJ's internal documents? We want that. And they're saying, not happening. We're not going to release it. But I'm pretty sure Congress will get it and they will release it, hopefully. Man, wild, huh? That's so cool. I'm glad they're going towards it. But isn't that... I can't believe they could just deny it like that. And now they're getting sued, but man, what a slow, I just hate how slow the cogs turn in this, in the system. Well, I I agree. I agree. Like we're talking about all these committees and all these things and nothing's really happening. We're not seeing anything happening. Let's, let's have some hearings. And this is, excuse me, former Trump advisor, Cash Patel predicted Wednesday that there would be more classified documents found in possession of formerly elected officials. There's going to be more and more places where Biden's documents turn up it's going to go on for a while, Patal said, uh, to John Solomon's podcast. Um, and I, I think that he's right, that we're going to see this happening probably with Obama and Biden. And Biden's going to have a whole bunch more found. And this should bring, I mean, this is what they should be investigating right now. I mean, there's no reason in the world why they shouldn't be investigating this right now. Seriously, I don't know how it's so lenient. Why isn't it like, you're under arrest, until we figure this yeah. thing out. If this was you and me, <laughs> shit, we'd already be in jail. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, let's listen to, uh, to Dementia Joe. And today, today I'm announcing that the United States will be sending 31 Abram tanks to Ukraine, the equivalent of one Ukrainian battalion. Secretary Austin has recommended this step because it will enhance the Ukraine's capacity to defend its territory and achieve strategic objectives well isn't that interesting they've approved the abram tanks as well as germany and uh germany is now sending the tanks nato is at war with russia as germany the u.s send tanks to ukraine um and then putin's basically uh putin's allies came out and said uh don't do this don't do this don't send those tanks over there the Russian embassy in Berlin was one of the first out of the gate after the news broke, offering a bizarre, if not deranged, take. Berlin's decision signifies the unequivocal refusal of the Federal Republic of Germany to recognize historically responsibility to our people for the terrible, timeless crimes of Nazism. You got to remember. Do you know? Do you know who won the war between Russia and the Nazis? Russia. Russia. It was uh, most of the other countries lasted only a few days to a few weeks in fighting the Nazis. Russia fought them for eighteen hundred days and defeated them. Just remember that. It's not their first rodeo. <laughs> not their first rodeo. Let's listen to this. This is the German uh, foreign minister here. And therefore, I've said already in the last days. Yes, we have to do more to defend Ukraine. Yes, we have to do more also on tanks. But the most important and the crucial part is 
that we do it together and that we do not do the blame game in Europe because we are fighting a war against Russia and not against each other. Thank you. We are fighting a war against Russia, not against each other. Um, was that a slip or what? I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> I think it was a slip. Um... I don't think she was supposed to say that we're fighting a war against Russia. <laughs> but that's exactly what it is. She basically it just is. declared war on Russia, and Russia's not too happy with this. But here's this. Justin, the U.S. has confronted China's government with evidence that suggests some Chinese state-owned companies may be provided an assistant for Russia's war effort in Ukraine. Not surprised. Not surprised at all. Isn't that funny, though? <laughs> hey, only we're allowed to do that. Yeah. So it was interesting. Um, um, Erdogan uh, of Turkey... They came out earlier today and announced that Turkey will be leaving the NATO within uh, five to six months. And then they immediately retracted it. Oh, uh, Erdogan's party refuses political politician statement says Turkey does not plan to leave NATO. Didn't someone say that, and I don't mean to be pompous here, didn't someone say that Turkey would leave NATO and join BRICS? It's going to happen. <laughs> It's just going to be another shot across the bow for NATO. And NATO's not doing too well these days. No, they're not. Their uh, coffers are dwindling. Yep. The war of attrition is real. So we had Kevin McCarthy today talking about Swawell and Schiff. Um, yeah. Dude, this is... I, I'm not a fan of Kevin McCarthy. Don't like Kevin McCarthy. But check this video out. This is fucking... This is on fire. Intel committee is, is Santos on the Intel committee. Am I allowing shift? Am I allowing shift to be on other committees? Go right ahead. Well, let me be very. He's got elected by his district. So, okay, let, let me be very clear and respectful to you. You ask me a question. When I answer it, it's the answer to your question. You don't get to determine whether I answer your question or not, okay? In all respect. Thank you. No, no, let's answer her question. You just raised a question. I'm going to be very clear with you. The Intel Committee is different. You know why? Because what happens in the Intel Committee, you don't know. What happens in the Intel Committee, although the secrets are going on in the world, other members of Congress don't know. What did Adam Schiff do as the chairman of the Intel Committee? What Adam Schiff did, use his power as a chairman and lie to the American public. Even the inspector general said it. When Devin Nunes put out a memo, he said it was false. When we had a laptop, he used it before an election to be politics and say that it was false and said it was the Russians. When he knew different, when he knew the Intel, if you talk to um, John Radcliffe, DNI, he came out ahead of time and says there's no intel to prove that, and he used his position as chairman, knowing he has information the rest of America does not, and lied to the American public. When a whistleblower came forward, he said he, he did not know the individual, even though his staff had met with him and set it up. So no, he does not have a right to sit on that. But I will not be like Democrats and play politics with these, where they removed Republicans from committees and all committees. So yes, he can serve on a committee, but he will not serve on intel, because it goes to the national security of America, and I will always put them first. 
all right? And if you want to talk about Swalwell, let's talk about Swalwell, because you have not had the briefing that I had. I had the briefing and Nancy Pelosi had the briefing from the FBI. The FBI never came before this Congress to tell the leadership of this Congress that Eric Swalwell had a problem with a Chinese spy until he served on Intel. So it wasn't just us who were concerned about it. The FBI was concerned about putting a member of Congress on the Intel Committee that has the rights to see things that others don't because of his knowledge and relationship with a Chinese spy. They brought it to the works of the leaders. I've got that briefing. So I do not believe he should sit on there, that committee. And I believe there's 200 other Democrats that can serve on that committee. So this has nothing to do with Santos. Santos is not on the Intel Committee. But you know what? Those voters elected Schiff, even though he lied. Those voters elected Swalwell, even though he lied to the American public, too. So you know what? I'll respect his voters, too, and they'll serve on committees. But they will not serve on a place that has national security reverence because integrity matters to me. I doubt integrity matters fully, but I'm glad he put her in her place. That was perfect. Well said, McCarthy. And... Um, you know, I think that that's the first time in a very long time, Vince, that we actually had leadership in Congress. Yeah, I know. It was good to see, but it's weird how we got here. Yep. It, definitely weird how we got here. Um, I'm going to do that one. Hold on. That one doesn't even come up. Yeah, so the U.S. Uh, Senator Hawley, we talked about this a little bit, is introducing the Pelosi Act, a bill to ban stock trades by law lawmakers and spouses. Oh, yeah. Perfect name. Love this it. is awesome. <laughs> um, th these are these those small statistics that make you proud to be an American. I'm just saying on this. Top 10 countries with the most firearms. United States of America, 393 million more than any of the, all the other countries combined. Yeah, we own like half the firearms in the world. We do. And or ammunition. Something. Yeah. I like I that. That's a good statistic. Need, That's a good We one. could do better. We could do better. <laughs> Those are rookie numbers. And then the judge has ordered the release of the body police body cam footage of Paul Pelosi's attack. Who wants to mm. get hammered and watch that one with me? Mm -mm. I don't watch porno. No? Oh, man. I was going to watch it. I was going to watch it. I was going to check it out. I feel bad for the hammer. <laughs> I feel bad for the hammer. All right. So oh, gosh. in kind of summarization here is that we're seeing a lot of good things and bad things happen. We're seeing a lot of preparation and setup for a potentially global black swan firestorm event. Um, I want people to understand that this is very real, and this could happen any day. That this yeah, could, could happen, happen yesterday, right? <laughs> and that the that these little small ticks, so these little small things that are happening, those, the attacks on the power stations, um, the uh, the explosions that we see at the uh, the energy plants, the food uh, processing, manufacturing, and distribution centers are starting on fire, right? Um, no tams going out, New York Stock Exchange, all these things are little chips that are occurring globally towards the foundation, the infrastructure of this planet. And that one large event is going to occur and it's going to go dark and we will have 10 days of darkness. And it's at that time that that vulnerability comes about for everybody. 
And I'll tell you, is if you turned your internet back on and you had us log in and create a profile to use the internet, I think I'd be done. Yeah. I'm going to ham radio. I would get my screwdriver and I'd take it apart and I'd put the, all the pieces in little cups and then I'd be like, all right, now what? <laughs> Save those for later. I would be, I would probably be done with the internet. I just, uh, that would be too much for me. And, you know, like that guy said in that one video is that if you don't want to do it, if you don't want to be here, if you, you're not going to stop me, get out of our way. When he was talking about being gods. Yeah, yeah, I know. And listen, I mean, can technology be utilized for good? Absolutely. Absolutely. Can technology be utilized to advance humanity? Yeah. Should we integrate technology into the body system to advance ourselves? No, 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 no. And, and the reason I say that is because there's so many things that can go wrong. Think about this is at the height of humanity, 2023, with all our amazing, you know, computer technology, our D-wave, you know, uh, quantum and uh, quantum computers, right? Liquid cooled with what freaking, you know, 1056 quantum bit computing inside these massive computers, right? They can calculate the whole Library of Congress within a half of a second. These things still get hacked. That we still have no TAM systems drop offline. We have the New York Stock Exchange get hacked. We have energy systems get hacked. We have IoT devices get hacked. And you want to think that implementing technology into me is going to be safe? I'm sorry. It's just not. And I would be afraid of what happens because you go back to Yuval Noah Harari. Human beings are now hackable animals. That only occurs when they put something in you that allows them to continuously hack you. Yes. And whether that's external information or internal microchips, nanotechnology. Don't give them that opportunity. And so we are headed towards a, a massive cyber attack. I think it is coming probably in the next three to five months. And I think after that, we're going to see, uh, and, and I call that deception point, is that we're being deceived on what's really happening in the world today. And I think everybody here understands that. Everybody is waking up to that. But, man, it's an amazing time to be alive, though, Vince, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. And I uh, do it all again. But uh, I do yeah. it all again. So... A few little reminders here. Um, Rise Attire International right here. And you can find that at redpills.tv slash merch. And we got some pretty cool merch on there. The, the hoodie's the best right there. I'm going to get uh, a few different hoodies. And I'm going to grab some as well. And we'll do some, uh, some gifts or some raffles or something. And don't forget our new website is definitely up and running. You can find all the information out of all of our streams right there linked up with all these little icons. You scroll down, you got all of our shows linked up there. Um, you got Rise Attire right there on the front page as well. You just click on that. And don't forget to check out our affiliates and our sponsors here. Honey Colony, uh, redpills.tv slash honey. You can go on over there and shop at Honey Colony. They got some great stuff over there. Uh, that's Marion Hyman's uh, um, store. And she's going to come on and talk about this with us. Um, you oh, got good. various different health products and all made from natural um, honey. You got this colloidal silver healer. Um, you got anti-aging products, tons of different stuff on there. I urge you guys to go check that out. Redpills.tv slash honey. Um, important right here, Dr. Kirk Elliott, getgoldtoday.com, getgoldtoday.com. 
Um, this is where you can get gold and silver. You can go ahead and watch this video that he presents right here. Uh, that's with John Michael Chambers, the owner of American Media Periscope. But if you want, you can give them a call. If you just scroll down to the bottom of that page on getgoldtoday.com, 720-605-3900, or you can even just email him, schedule at kurtelliotphd.com. And uh, if you have, whether you want to buy gold, silver, if you want to get uh, your 401ks um, out of the unmanaged or unmanaged state, IRA rollovers, whatever it might be. Um, and then also don't forget, we also have Mark Sherwood, sherwood.tv slash redpill. And they got a ton of new products and services on there. They got uh, to get your health to where it needs to be. My pillow, use that promo code RPP. And then my Patriot Supply, redpills.tv slash Patriot. And I think that this is one that uh, once I get settled in this new house that I'm moving into, I'm buying this three-month food supply right there. I got to go to Denver and grab my other one as well. But uh, yeah, man, uh, a little bit short of a show cool. tonight. We're going to go back into here. There is no new donations that came in. Thank you for everybody for all the donations. Um, I'm just kind of a little under the weather tonight. My voice is kind of hurting. I got a long day tomorrow and Friday and I'm moving this weekend. So uh, I just got to get some sleep here. But uh, don't forget, there's always Zooms open right after this show on the Social Red Pill, socialredpill.com. You can check that out. And uh, appreciate all of you. I'd just like to say that from the bottom of my heart. I appreciate all of you guys out there. And, and thank you for supporting this show and supporting what me and Vince and, you know, everybody else have created here at the Red Pill Project. And uh, couldn't be happier with uh, just the, the group and the Red Pill fam because it, it's just, uh, it, it's changed my life over the last few years. Just unbelievable how, how people can come together for a common cause. So. But uh, thank you. Absolutely. Vince. Appreciate you. All right, guys. Right, right back at you. Take care. Have a great night. We'll see you guys later. Good night. Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace, or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign. And it is indeed brutal. And uh, they call me Eye Patch McCain. <laughs> I, it's, I think it's I, I haven't look frankly uh, if you look at the media where the media is a closed media we don't have an open free media anymore they don't want to hear anything they don't write about it it's, a, it's collusive it's uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it it all happened during this period of time it happened just before the election they wouldn't talk about certain subjects that you know better than anybody, Michael. And, uh, you know, that's the beginning of communism.